Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Welcome to the podcast. I appreciate you tuning in. Uh, shout out Carol Baskin. Um, I want to tell you about BUSR.com. Listen, I've been a part of a lot of gambling sites, and the user interface is, well, it sucks. BUSR reached out and was like, hey, we know you've had issues. Try ours. We feel like it's pretty simple. And guess what? It is. Uh, I hooked up with them, and they are happy to provide a sign-up bonus. BUSR.com slash JoshUSN. Sign up, win some cash, and by the way, plus 500, Chiefs going to the Super Bowl. Bears, plus 1,300. BUSR.com slash JoshUSN. Go win some cash. Welcome to the stream, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple, wherever you may be, I appreciate you. Follow, subscribe. Of course, all of that is much appreciated. And thank you so much for tuning into the streams uh, every single night uh, at 8 o'clock Central Time. I appreciate it. Joining me today, this is an I'm not kidding when I say this. This might be my favorite guest that I've had on. And uh, when I think oh, Cubs Twitter, I think <laughs> Mike... Prasnowski. Thanks so much for uh, for taking a little bit of time, man. I appreciate it. Josh, you're far too kind. I appreciate the invite. Um <laughs> so so I I posted this tweet uh a, a little earlier, like six o'clock ish, and um we met. So we've known each other through Twitter and, and you know, I mean you know how Twitter goes. Everybody knows that. So exactly. we're we're at the uh uh, my my uh, my buddy Corey and I, who says hi by the way, um, we, were, we, we were we were at uh, well yeah we were at uh, we were at the Milwaukee Brewers Chicago Cubs game. We had some crazy nosebleeds, and uh, we saw that you were at the game. And after the game was over, we're like, oh, we got to go meet Prez. So we went down and 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 said hi to you. But the significance of that game was the Anthony Rizzo, Rizzo ledge catch, which was. I'm That's not ca- right. the. It was the craziest catch I've seen in person. Uh yeah. If I have to think about it, like, I mean, I've never really seen any like home run robberies because it's kind of impossible to do at Wrigley. But like, I'm trying to think here. If the, if is there, if there is another one, and like, I I can't think of anyone that would top that. It was honest and you. honestly, like when when people I don't want to stick on this too much, but when people were like, I can't believe usually when players dive and, and things like that, I, I can't stand when the agents and, and when fans are like, You could have got hurt. That that Rizzo right. one, I mean, I don't blame anybody for going, dude, what were you thinking? But um Look, I I, I mean, you know Anthony Rizzo. I mean, he's all out all the time, like he's willing you, you, you could bury that man in a Cubs. Like, <laughs> he, he would, he would die for that team. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, we'll we'll get into the Cubs situation in just a second. But I, I I begged a question on Twitter today, and I thought it was really interesting for for baseball fans. Um, if if there was a game seven in a World Series, you got obviously winner take all, and you you got to pick a starter. Past or present doesn't matter. Rest is not a factor. Who do you start? There's been some some different answers. Madison Bumgarner came up twice. Kyle Hendricks in 2016 came up. 
Um, I said on an earlier stream, Steven Strasburg would be up there for me. Uh, but for you, Praz, who are you starting game seven? Uh, I would go with the man who the first World Series that I remember watching, the man who came in to close it out for the Arizona Diamondbacks. I'm talking Randy Johnson. Yeah. Maybe the most intimidating pitcher that I've ever seen. Had a mean face, will just attack you. I mean, it, it, there's that famous clip of him and John Cruck in the All-Star game when John Cruck, like, was, you know, scared to face him. And w- what did he do? He went in the other batter's box or he turned his head around <laughs> something or something like, like that. that yeah. But, I mean, and he's got the big game pedigree, too, obviously, you know, winning the World Series with Diamondbacks. I think he won some, like, huge uh, playoff clincher early in his career with the Mariners, too. Yep. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going Randy Johnson. Yeah, that's uh that that's a hell of a that's a hell of a pick. I, I anytime I think Randy Johnson, I think of that one time he hit the bird in spring training. Yes. <laughs> oh I, man, I, I've been seeing that meme floating around on Twitter and Facebook, like my plans, bird twenty, Randy Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. So um let's let's talk about the Cubs situation really quick because obviously and we'll get to this, um I know you don't have a ton of time, so we'll we'll try and condense this as much as possible, but when we talk Cubs baseball, the the big number that's been thrown around lately, and who knows if it's true, I, I don't have the, the, the inside sources that some people claim that they do, 70% is the number that's been thrown around a lot lately, especially with this uh, Major League Baseball um, discussion with the players and the MLBPA. Are you like, what is your take on this? Are the Cubs in a bad spot or are you like, they're going to be fine, we just need to play baseball? I, I'm more on the side of they're fine. They just need to play baseball. Uh, I know Tom Ricketts, you know, came out with the quote that like 70% of their revenue uh, on a year to year basis comes from ticket sales and concessions and parking and whatnot. And I mean, it's hard. It's hard to really say because one over the last few seasons, I don't know if he's been completely honest about his money and everything with the way they've not spent on free agency, even despite them, you know, selling uh, TD Ameritrade for like $25 billion or whatever it was. And then the other thing, too, is like, this is also the first year of them going into the new TV deal with Marquee. Yeah. And like, that could be a lot more money than what he had originally projected as well. Are you, you don't, this is, this can be a yes or no question. Are you a fan of marquee network? Uh, I, I wouldn't say I'm a fan of the marquee network, but I was like kind of excited for a change when I heard that it would be launched and everything. Mm -hmm. I was never like, I'm a young, I'm in the younger generation of Cubs fans. I don't really have the same appreciation for like, WGN and like the tradition of them always being on WGN and day baseball and what have you. Like I wanted like a more modern sports network, which marquee network seems to kind of be doing. Mm. Uh, We'll see how it goes as, as it goes along. I like some of their content has been pretty good. Um, It's been confusing though, because I thought it would just be like wall to wall Cubs coverage and like, you would ran like even during spring training when everyone thought that the world was, you know, normal and everything. Like you would flip it on sometimes and there would be like some random college basketball game <laughs> or like a Derrick Rose documentary on there and it's like, 
what the hell is this? I thought it was just the Cubs network. Yeah, like, first of all, I can get that on NBCSN so, or NBC exactly. Sports Chicago. So, I, I mean, yeah, I, I think, honestly, I think Marquee Network is going to get a bad rap. It, they were a victim of poor timing. And, yes. you know, I, I know I know that there were, there were, like, David Kaplan received an offer for Marquee Network. He turned it down. Um, mm-hmm. But... I, Which like, was super surprising. Like, him and the Cubs are attached at the hip. You would expect you know what, him though? to be the guy that would move on. Maybe. I, I don't know the, the conditions of, of that contract offer, but who knows? Maybe they were like, you can't do anything with NBC Sports Chicago. You can't do anything with ESPN. You're full marquee. So, I mean, that could have been a scenario. Right. Eh, that could be it, but, too. Um, yeah, I mean, regardless, like, I'm, I've, I've crapped all over the marquee network because I just think that the Cubs are in a position, like, they didn't have an amazing year, and it's it's going to be kind of odd moving forwards. I didn't think it was the right time to do the marquee network, and, and I honestly think that they would lose a lot of their national touch. But, hey, that's just me. I know I'm a White Sox fan. You know me, though. I, I don't I don't crap on the Cubs very often, and, and unfortunately that, that came up. But it's I'm thinking much bigger picture here. Like, I hope everything works out for marquee. I hope everything works out for everybody across baseball, which leads me to the, the main topic of, of today – is um is the status of MLB moving forward and for everybody uh that's that's tuning in one I appreciate it and two if you have any interest in sports gambling and you want to throw some money down on these win totals that'll probably be adjusted or you can start throwing money on lines if they come out when schedules are released uh busr.com/joshusn you'll get a signing bonus a sign up bonus uh, you wish you got a signing bonus uh, you get a sign-up bonus, and uh, you'll be able to throw some cash. And honestly, a little bit off-topic, uh, the lowest odds for – well, the highest odds for the uh, next Super Bowl, Kansas City's plus 500. So if anybody – any football fans out there, I think the, wow. I think the Bears are plus 1,300. Um, Kansas City and Baltimore are the two top, and they're like they're in the plus 500 range. So, again, busr.com slash joshusn. Uh, go win some cash. Um, but – the MLB is in a weird situation where I'm just going to tell you right now, I've, I've been very vocal about this. I'm I'm in the kumbaya camp. Like, get it together. Meet in the middle. This isn't about money anymore. It can't be. This is about the long-term effect of Major League Baseball. So I, I got to be honest, I've I've been so engulfed in the, in the logistics of this. I haven't seen your thoughts on Twitter, and maybe you've been not very vocal about it because it's such a mess, but... You want to share your thoughts on what you think about this entire situation? Uh, I normally I will side with the players like 95% of the time. Um, I will say like I saw the like reduced salaries that uh, the owners came back with for their offers and everything. And I can get the frustration for someone like a John Lester who's making like $25 million a year, having it cut down to like $5 million a year. Like the, the, the one that the the ones that like confuse me though, is like, if you're only making like 5 million to start with and you get it cut down to one, is that really that big of a loss for you? But regardless, I mean, you want the players to be safe. You want them to be, you know, you want them to have every benefit possible. And like, I like, it's like what Blake Snell said, like they're out there, they're going to be out there putting their lives on the line, you know, at 
you know, totally at risk of, you know, contracting a disease from someone else. I mean, like, we don't, everyone just kind of assumes that because, like, the positions are spread out in baseball that, like, it's, you're less likely to contract coronavirus from someone who might have it. Like, you got to remember, like, pit, the catcher, the batter, and the umpire are all right on top of each other. First base coach and first baseman and whatever runners at first is right there with each other. Like, I, I, I think it should have just been, you know, the regular prorated salaries that they would have made, like, on the percentage of how many games they play for the rest of this year. That's just me, but, I mean, you know, like, I, I can see it either way. I, I you know, th th there are a lot of people out there who are out of a job right now who, you know, are essential workers that are, you know, they have no time to really, you know, hear about athletes crying poor when they're still going to be making millions of dollars right right well i think one thing that it, it i'll tell you what i i'm usually pro player um and the mlb is much different than other sports because major league baseball uh their executives and mlbpa it's been bad for a long time and uh mm -hmm. it, it, it's it's really unfortunate like it, it really is i mean we're we're seeing front office people like yeah your pay didn't get cut so uh we'll, we'll just we'll tack it onto the players and and i've been in the camp of like look everybody gets a pay cut the entire league league has to shrink it has to because if you continue mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like if there's no money this year there's not going to be money next year and so on and so on. So and, and especially like I think had everything been normal, this would have been the last year on the current collective bargaining agreement in Major League Baseball too. Yep. And you know, like you really think the players are going to agree to these same terms when everything, you know, gets back to normal, God willing? Right. And like, I, yeah. honestly, I, you know what? One thing that didn't help. I like Blake Snell as a, as a player. I like his personality. I think he's good for the game. But when he opened his mouth. I don't think that helped at all. I, I think the MLBPA was like, dude, shut up. We get it. We have the same right. thoughts as you, but you're not supposed to vocalize this. And while we're on the topic of, of pointing fingers at people, Scott Boris, dude, what are you doing? I, I actually didn't hear about what, what did he say. So Scott Boris um, was, he's, he was quoted in saying, like, don't bail. He, he was telling his clients, don't bail out the owners because, you know, you, 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 the league doesn't move on without you. So, like, the owners need you. So he's basically trying to give the leverage to the players and say, hey, man, we're gonna, we're, we, we have to win this deal because the owners are screwed if we don't play. great point by scott boris but same time like you know he's also had a reputation for in the interest of getting the best compensation for his players you know doing damage to the organization so you know maybe it might be a little bit of a time for him to step back and just let the players figure it out for himself we'll see i i did hear something about how um when the 94 strike happened and uh like tom glavin i guess was like the like the big face for the players union that they like he had the idea that like if he was like the big face and he would be the one you know really putting in the public what the players demands were that like 
the public would get on his uh, on the player side, and it kind of fired back big time. I mean, and you're you're seeing that a little bit with Blake Snell now. Um, yeah, I I I. I it's hard to really say. I, I will say that I. what pisses me off more than anything is seeing what's going on in Oakland with the owner choosing to not pay the minor leaguers when they were only making about like $400 a week. Like, I make more than $400 a week yeah. in my current job. Yeah. And like, you're a multi-million dollar organization and you can't afford to pay them $400 a week? Well, and there's uh, across the league, I mean, hundreds of minor league players and personnel are losing their jobs. And that that's kind of just it. It's like, listen, I'm my my vision in this is like, look, the league is going to shrink regardless financially, size wise, possibly for, for a long period of time. But you have to start somewhere. And if you keep waiting, you're gonna. St- it doesn't matter what you pay out. It doesn't matter what the players get. You're you're going to have a road of uh, quite a while of this being this affecting finances in, in Major League Baseball. And look, they can't afford to keep waiting. So I want to give you, I want to give you the floor with this question, because. Over the past couple of weeks, we've been uh, we, we've been really positive about like, well, I mean, they're going to play. It's just a matter of how many um, and and when. And um, by the way, I, I saw the Boston Globe um, <clears throat> just posted something. I don't know about an hour ago, two hours ago, saying that the players would really love like a 120 game season. Uh, well, that's not going to happen. So I I don't know. Too much time has passed for that. To right. So. Where I'm at the point, and and this is I'm being very honest with myself. Baseball is my number one sport. Baseball is my first love. I don't know. I don't know if we're playing, and it's not. It's not like it's totally out of the question, or we're for sure not playing. But every day that goes by, I'm like, listen, we need to get this done because in the blink of an eye, it's going to be July, and we still haven't gone to spring training yet. So how are how are they going to make this work? Like, are you optimistic about this? I hate to say it, but I'm not. <laughs> especially, especially with, you know, just the, the two sides just can't come to an agreement. And, you know, at, at some point it just, it just doesn't become worth it anymore. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I'm I'm really hoping that uh, that somebody wakes up and goes, guys, we we can't keep doing this. We need to just come to an agreement. Um, I, I'll I'll leave you with this question. The first day back, um, let's just say I don't want to. I'm not going to tell you Cubs Cardinals because who wouldn't want to go to that? Uh, let's let's say, man, Cubs Reds might be pretty good too. Um, I'll give you I'll give you Cubs Pirates. Right, it's the first game back that uh, fans are all out in. Tickets are a reasonable price. I don't think they will be, but tickets are a reasonable price. And uh, you have the day off. Are you going? Or are you like, are you hesitant because you're like, eh, I'm going to wait, see how this plays out, and then I'll start going. If I could afford it and there's, you know, I have the day off available, I, I probably go, but I also probably like, take every measure possible like i'm still wearing a mask i'm still wearing gloves i'm you know 
it, it, it's hard because like everything I'm used to as a fan, I probably wouldn't be able to do in that scenario. Like I couldn't just go randomly high five, you know, everyone in my section when Anthony Rizzo hits a home run. Um, you know, it, 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 it that's a tough question. <laughs> I, I, I think, I think ultimately I would just because I'd be missing it so much, but it, it, it'd be a hell of a new experience for sure. So, I, okay, I lied. I have one more question for you. Um, Go for it. So, w- when we look at the Cubs, I've, I've been dying to ask you this. That's why I, I want to make sure I ask you. When we look at the Cubs, we have expiring contracts. We have some players, uh, whether whatever the reports are, players are waiting for extensions or they're denying extensions, whatever the case is. In the in let's say 2022, not next year because next year is with everything going on it it's gonna be it's gonna be odd. But in 2022, how do the Cubs look to you? Oh, man. Um, is Chris Bryant still in a Cubs uniform? I'm leaning no, and I'm more I'm more on the side of yes than I was earlier, like this the past few off seasons. Because you know, I don't know if you remember seeing the clips of Chris Bryant the first day at spring training when he kind of cleared the air on like what was all going on with him and the extension talks and everything like that. Yep. I man, I I'm like. 35 yes, 65 no on him on him being here. Just because, like, I, you know, with him, he doesn't, like, I'm not faulting him for this, but he's never really embraced Chicago and embraced being a Cub like Anthony Rizzo, like Javier Baez, like Wilson Contreras have. And, you know, I know he's still got uh, some sore feelings over when they screwed him for the service time in 2015. I really hate to say it because he's on track to become like the greatest Cubs player ever, but I don't know that that's a relationship that can really be fixed. To be honest with you. Okay, well, I'm I'm I I, I mean this in the nicest way possible. I'm glad you said that because I've thought that for a long time, and because I'm a White Sox fan, I don't think I get taken seriously. Um, but Mike, I appreciate your time, man. This is uh this is something that I'd like to do with you uh in the future uh when when baseball gets going. Um, again, when I think Cubs Twitter, I think. I think Prazmaster. So, um, an absolute pleasure to speak with you. Thanks for thanks for coming on, and for everybody out there um, who's who's watching this live stream. I appreciate you. We are back on Sportscaster tomorrow night at eight o'clock. If you ever miss a stream live uh, live here, we uh, we upload them to Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I say we like I have an assistant. Uh, Spotify, Apple, and uh, whatever platform that you listen to Spotify. Don't forget B U S R. Um, dot com slash Josh USN for a sign up bonus. Go win some cash, NFL, NBA. Whenever these sports return, lay some cash down. We appreciate you, and we'll see you tomorrow night.